0: Thanks for listening to the Granary Church podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. It's a really difficult time this week. I've talked to so many people who are going through a really tough time and I'm really aware of it. And I'm particularly aware of our church we've never been through anything like this our nation has never been through anything like this and so been spending a lot of time asking the lord how do we go how do we do this as a church it's interesting that we're in a season in a, a challenge we call them at the granary where we take the word of god and we put it into practice and this one is called we can bring transformation to a nation now that we're into the middle of this we can bring transformation to a nation it seems massive. And I, I really want to unpack a little bit of this today and what I really believe God is saying to us as a church, to anyone else who may be listening, whether you know Jesus yet or not, I really believe that this is for you today and that God wants to speak to you. So I'd encourage you to sit back and, and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. So I'd like to pray before we move on, because I believe wherever you are, God is with you and he wants to speak a message that resonates deep in your heart today. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for your presence with us. Thank you that you are with us and that you love us and I pray for each one of us today wherever we are whatever we currently believe that you will give us a, a revelation of your incredible love and the incredible power for those who put their faith and their trust in you speak to us lord and may we be aware of what you're saying and take note of what we're saying what you're saying and put it into practice in Jesus name amen So we are in the middle of the story of Joseph. If you don't know the story of Joseph, it's set in the book of Genesis. It's set in Israel and Egypt. It's the story of a guy who used to have a coat of many colors. This part of the story, he doesn't. Andrew Lloyd Webber has made a musical about it. It's a very famous story. I encourage you to go to the book of Genesis and read it. Joseph is a a young guy who starts off being spoilt and very privileged, and he has dreams of what's going to happen to him in the future, but at that point, he's he's quite arrogant. We've got to this part of the story now where he has been through incredible hardship. He's been sold into slavery by his brothers. He's been falsely accused and thrown into prison in Egypt. He's been alone. He has been poor. He's become a nothing But through amazing intervention of God, he is now the ruler, the second in charge of all of Egypt. And his brothers who sold him into slavery have come to him looking for food, not knowing they're coming to their brother. And when they realize it's their brother, this is where you see an amazing change in Joseph. He looks at his brothers and these brothers sold him into slavery. He was isolated from his family and friends for many, many years. And he looks at his brothers and he has love and compassion for them. And he says to them this, do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves. Do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves. It's a key thing there. Not only is he forgiving them from his point of view, but he's putting himself in their shoes and considering how they must feel about themselves, the hatred they feel towards themselves for the cruel acts that they did towards him. And he says, don't feel angry with yourselves. I forgive you. Forgive yourselves as well because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. So the question is, how does a guy who was fairly spoilt, living a privileged life, who's gone through years of trouble and trial, come to the point where he is a renowned leader, full of generosity, full of kindness, a man of great character and integrity? Something has happened in that time. And I believe each one of us is called to be people like that, that when people go through a crisis, God is looking for people who are people of this character and integrity who will help lead others through their time of crisis. And I believe that you and I are called to be people like that. So how did Joseph turn out to be a person like that? Something happened from his young days to now that brought great transformation. The thing is about going through a time of crisis, it will always bring a transformation. It will bring a transformation for the worst or a transformation for the better. And right now, we as a nation are in a time of crisis, and each one of us has a time now to reflect and see and ask ourselves, what will this crisis do to me? What sort of transformation will happen in my life? Because this time of crisis will bring a transformation. None of us will go through it unscathed. It will do something to us. So today I want to look at what I believe happened in Joseph's life in those years and what we can be aware of, because I believe there's three things I want to look at today that uh, you will become aware of about yourself in this time. And the way you deal with those things are the, is is going to determine what sort of transformation happens in your life. So the first thing is this, when you go through a time of trouble and strife, if you've been through a time of grief, of sorrow or loss, you will know this one is true. You will have a transformation In your understanding of the love of God. And the first thing you'll understand about yourself is what you really believe about the love of God. So when I've been through times of grief and sorrow, and I've been through some very dark times of grief and sorrow and loss, what I realized about myself was I thought I really, really believed in the love of God. But when I got into the depth of my sorrow, the torment of sorrow, I discovered myself questioning God's love for me. And you might be like that today. You might be questioning God's love for you if you've hit a really, really rough patch this week, as I know many people have. You start to question God's love for you. And understand that. I've, I've been in that situation. I've laid in bed at night where I've really, really questioned God's love for me. And this is your point of transformation. This is the point where you either move further into the love of God or you tra- are transformed another way by hardening your heart to his love. I've discovered personally that when I choose to take the word of God and put my faith in it and believe that he is love and he never stops loving me, I move into his love that I've discovered him more than ever. It is the thing that has sustained me. It's given me joy in difficult times. It's given me hope for the future. I've discovered that when you lose your faith in the love of God, you lose hope for the future. And God has been faithful to me in pulling me back into understanding his love. There's this verse from uh, Romans chapter 8. If you know your Bible, this is probably a favorite passage of yours as it is for me. And it says this, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So the key there is that when you understand his love, you become not just a conqueror, but more than a conqueror. And it goes on to say this, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are not separated today from God's love. You may feel like you are, but you are not separated from God's love. And if you want to be transformed to become the person that you were destined to be, I encourage you today to ask Him for a fresh revelation of His love. And I know from personal experience, that he is ready and willing and able to give that to you. The second thing that you discover about yourself in this transformation point where you you hit this point where you're either going to turn one way or the other is about your love for other people. Because a lot of us like to think that we love other people. But when we get to our hard times, sometimes we find ourselves becoming more self-focused than others-focused. Sometimes we find ourselves being very critical and negative about people. We complain about people. And so it's a good point to stop and say, "What is my love for other people really, really like?" In Galatians six verse two, it says, "Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ." So this is the point for us where all around us people have burdens. You have burdens, I have burdens, but there are other people who have burdens, and we actually have the privilege of carrying one another's burdens in this time. It can be a phone call, it can be um helping someone financially if you have a little bit extra than someone else help them financially it can be cooking a meal it can be just listening i read this quote by from Dietrich Bonhoeffer Dietrich Bonhoeffer was uh, a pastor a german pastor who fought against the nazis and against the holocaust in world war II and was eventually put to death because of his love for people and this is what he said the first service we owe to others in a community involves listening to them Just as our love for God begins with listening to God's Word, the beginning of love for others is learning to listen to them. Do God's work for our brothers and sisters when we learn to listen to them. I've found that sometimes we find it hard just to listen to people because we think they're asking for us to give an answer. If someone calls you and they have the pain of losing their job or they're sick or someone is dying, they're not necessarily asking you for an answer. They're asking for you to not let them feel like they're alone, to understand, with them, to understand them, to empathize with them, to offer, to pray for them. As you listen, and if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe that God will give you not off-pat answers, but words of encouragement for people. If you know your Bible well, he will give you verses that you can use to encourage people because what people need most at the moment is the truth of God's word to help them through this time. So, we are called to be God's ears in this situation and speak God's word of love, not to teach others what they should do, but to be there as the Holy Spirit is with us, beside us, guiding us, comforting us. So, you will discover that about yourself. And if you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you now afresh with His love, you will find this love emanating out of you for other people. And you will have many opportunities now to bring His love to other people. The third thing you will discover about yourself is what you believe about your purpose in the world because you may have a purpose in the, you may think you have a purpose in the world which is your profession but it goes far deeper than that your purpose in the world is unique and your purpose in the world was destined for you before you were even born and your purpose in the world is is great it says in um, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 for we are God's masterpiece that's you 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 are not just an accident You are not someone who just happened to be here in this time. You are here in 2020 in the middle of this pandemic crisis, and you are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. So if you have given your life to Jesus, you have been created anew. And you are moving into your destiny and purpose. And your destiny and purpose is good things that he's called you to do. Or as it says in Galatians 3.8, God proclaimed this good news to Abraham long ago when he said, all nations will be blessed through you. So you, wherever you are now, you were created for this purpose. You are God's masterpiece. You're his workmanship. You are someone amazing. There is no one on the planet like you. There never has been anyone like you. You have unique giftings, you have unique talent, personality, you have understandings of other people, you have things that you are clever at mixed with a whole lot of your ways of thinking and seeing the world and experiences. And God has put you right here now and he's called you to be blessed by him firstly, to know his love, to be totally blessed with him, by him, and then to take that blessing into the world. And that blessing might be to the people sitting in the room with you now. It might be to the people that God is placing on your heart right now. Be people that you are maybe in your connect group, maybe people that you work with, but you are called to be a blessing. And so transformation will happen as you become self-aware, as you hit the crisis and you ask God to show you what are you really like on the inside. And then he says, I want to transform you because the goal of your life is to become like Jesus. And as you become like Jesus, you bring his transformation into the world around you. We are called to be blessed and to be a blessing into the world. Francis Frangipani in his book, The Three Battlefields, says this, the purpose of all aspects of spirituality, warfare included, is to bring us into the likeness of Christ. So as you go through this, there's an amazing thing that can happen in you. You will be brought into the likeness of Christ. He goes on to say this, if our natures do not change, We will invariably find ourselves entangled in the same problems that caused our difficulties in the first place. Whatever difficulties you've been going through in life, God wants to take you and transform you on the inside and fill you with his love, fill you afresh with his love in the middle of all this to give you a hope, to give you a future and to enable you to be a blessing to other people. And how are you going to do this? It's easy to say that's what has to happen, that's what, sorry, It's easy to say this is what can happen, but how are you going to do this? Well, this is what I've discovered. And sometimes it's been a really hard process to learn this, but I've put it into practice and I've discovered that God always comes through. I begin with thanking God that he loves me. And sometimes it takes me a few days to actually believe that when I'm going through a hard time, but I begin by thanking him that he loves me. I meditate on the fact that he is my father, my father who loves me. My Father in heaven, who loves me and cares for me and is very present with me. My Father who takes all things and works all things together for good. I've meditated on that through loss of my son, through great other trouble in our lives. And I've seen God always come through when I continually meditate on his love. It's a point of surrendering and saying to him, Lord, here I am in the middle of this and I surrender my life to you. Use me to bless others and may I be filled afresh with your love. And I find that God comes and transforms me in those times. And I encourage you to do the same. I read this quote from the same book that says this, the greatest battle that was ever won was accomplished by the apparent death of the victor without even a word of rebuke to his adversary. You see, Jesus has already won the battle against evil when he died on the cross and he rose again from the dead. And those of us who know him need to continually come to him and surrender our lives to him. And for those who don't yet know him, I invite you today to come to him and surrender your life to him, to say, I want to be filled with your spirit. I want to be created anew. I want to find the destiny and purpose that you created me for, and I want to be blessed by your love so that I can be a blessing to others. So what I'd like to do now is to give us a time wherever you are sitting to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your lives. I encourage you through this time of worship now to close your eyes and to ask yourself, do I really believe God loves me? And to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you with a fresh revelation of his love. Do I really believe that God can take the situation I'm going through now and work it together for good? And ask God to give you the gift of faith to believe that. You can't even work that out yourself. You just have to ask the Holy Spirit to give you the gift of faith to believe that. And then if you don't yet know Jesus, ask him to come into your life today, that you would be born again. So take some time now. Just take some time. Listen to this song. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And then turn to someone else who may be with you and say, can I pray for you? Let me pray as we go into this. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you love each one of us with a love that is greater than we can begin to imagine. And I pray for all of us today, Lord, that you will give us a fresh revelation of your love. I pray for those who know you, but are confused at the moment. Lord, that you will let them know that you are with them. And one day everything will become apparent. But for today, may we continue to put our faith and trust in you. I pray for those who don't yet know you. Father, for those who don't yet know you, may this be the day that they discover you. I pray, Lord, that you'll give them the courage to say, Lord, I give you my life. I repent of living my life by myself. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let me be made anew in you. And may I live the full destiny that you've called me for. In Jesus' name, amen.